Hey there, hi there, ho there. I'm your host, JJ, for another exciting episode of Disney Compendium, a chronological look through the history of the Disney Animation Studios films. This is volume 19. Mm. It's the Jungle Book. And over there, the blue to my Mowgli. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I am a, I am indeed a shiftless jungle bum. <laughs> Get with the and, beat, JJ. <laughs> Do you have any prickly pears for him? Uh, this is a podcast for family, sir. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Jungle Book, Jungle Book, nineteen sixty seven. A classic. Um, October 18th, 1967. Nick, I have some bad news. Yes, sir. Uh, Walt Disney has passed away. Oh, man. Hold, hold yeah. up. Let me, check Wikipedia, <laughs> let me check Wikipedia to confirm that you're correct. <laughs> okay, uh, yes. Yeah. Almost a year before this came out, um, Walt Disney had uh, passed, you know, due to, you know, decades of smoking. Uh, so, like, like a freight train, basically. Yeah, this is uh, this is the first uh, Walt. So, you know, it's it, it's it's got some history behind it. This is also would be the last sort of animated feature that would have Walt's sort of direct influence. Um, so. Which is why we, as we said in the last episode, uh, we sort of put Mary Poppins as a stopgap between these two. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 1967. I, this movie always feels newer than that to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it's like mid-70s. Yeah, yeah. I love the um, original poster uh, for this movie because Blue is a brown bear on it. Yeah. <laughs> This is also like uh, this is the first of the string of Phil Harris uh, uh, movies. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so you know you're gonna get the studio doesn't necessarily become sort of like you know sort of just you know directionless. Uh, it, it falls under relatively all right watch after Walt. Um, things mm-hmm. don't get really bad until you know, you get deeper into the 70s. Uh, and then then once you hit the 80s, uh, you get some interesting uh, business shifts. <laughs> but, that's, a, that's about as a polite way of putting it as you could. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is... Um, you know, by this point, even up to his death, Walt was sort of checked out of animation mostly. I mean, he is, you know, live action was a huge thing for Disney at the time, and the theme parks were obviously huge, and so was TV. And Walt had just really started seriously getting involved in his Florida project, which would later move on to be Disney World. Right. Um, but, um, but that doesn't stop uh, the Jungle Book from having a, a history and a half of production. <laughs> so, um, based on the uh, uh, 
uh, Rudyard Kipling book uh, called also The Jungle Book. So it's nice yes. to, to not, even though mm, it's barely The Jungle Book. But <laughs> As we were talking about off air, which we'll get into maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a big one for the studio. And I guess we can just uh, jump right into the movie itself. How about you start us off, Nick? All right. So we get the opening uh, with the book, the actual physical book. Yep. The movie Disney, reminding you. A Disney staple. You know, they like to do that open with a book thing from time to time. Um, we get uh, Baby Mowgli being raised by wolves. Yeah. Um, with absolutely no hint as to what happened and why he's there, other than he's there. <laughs> I my assumption is that he, you know, because uh, his parents were in an airplane and they crashed, and then uh, Mowgli was there. Yeah, and and then Phil Collins tortures everybody. <laughs> oh wait, wrong movie. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where if you, you know, experience any other Jungle Book stuff, you get, you know, his backstory. But you don't really need it for this. It's because it's because it's unimportant to the overall scheme of his story, period. It's never like he's ever really, you know, trying to find who he really is with his parents. No. And, and honestly... The way this movie is presented, Mowgli might be the least interesting character. Yeah, especially yeah, in like this take of the Jungle Book, mm-hmm. Mowgli is just Mowgli just sort of exists to be the uh, foil to every animal in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I you know Bagheera is a very good character in like every adaption of. A jungle book for the most part. Like I like Bagheera. Yeah, he's he's like he plays the fatherly role really well for, you know, a Black Panther hanging out in the woods to, with a man child, with the man cub. <laughs> yeah. 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 He uh my 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 wife told me that when she was a kid, she and her friend used to like like pick a jungle book character they identified with. And she said, "She said Bagheera is my spirit animal." And like, so, like the stick in the mud, yes. <laughs> so, so would you say you agree with her on her assessment? Uh, I don't want to call her a stick in the mud, but in a lot of ways, yes. Very paternal. <laughs> and I am, even though she's, yeah, even though she's the, even though it's maternal for her. <laughs> yes, and I am probably one hundred and ten percent blue. <laughs> this, this just. This just the seven deadly sins of sloth in yeah. bear form, <laughs> especially the eating bugs thing. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that uh, uh, he actually is the the type of bear they made him is a sloth bear, is what that <laughs> animal is called. Yeah, like, it's it eats. Bugs, <laughs> like it is just kind of lazed about. You look at a real sloth bear, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, that's blue." <laughs> <laughs> and they have they have like a weird penchant for like driving air or flying airplanes too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know, listen, that, that cargo has to get around the jungle in some way, shape, or form. Why yeah. not? 
why not a bear? That if he can fly a plane, I, why not? <laughs> He's gonna don a hat and and shirt, no pants, yeah, no pants, and and but let's be honest, barely a shirt, uh, like ba- <laughs> barely a shirt. Yes. Yes, thank you for putting emphasis on my joke. I appreciate it. <laughs> See, what JJ did there was that the word bear spelled B-E-A-R, yes. and the word bear as a naked is B-A-R-E. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's humor. Yes, thank you. Uh, All right. <laughs> but yeah, but um, yeah, Bagheera is always a little worried that Mowgli is just going to ditch this life and go back to the human village. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like he's already kind of like you don't belong out here, dude. Yeah. But um but uh so you meet uh <laughs> we start learning about uh Shere Khan during during this who is not uh an evil uh, uh <laughs> evil I don't know what, what was it? Gig and tailspin. I always forget. He's, it was like he's basically it's like, like an indiscriminate, like fake fascist dictator character. He's like businessman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like he's he's like evil tycoon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just yeah. It's like it doesn't really match his character particularly well in, in what how it was in the movie, but other than just being villain. Sure. Yeah, it's it's like you put a bad guy in a suit and just like okay, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. just let your mind go. Yeah, um, with absolutely like, what did he sound like in the cartoon in the movie? Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has very that. like regal, regal English uh, Shakespearean trained voice in the movie. Yeah, and the cartoon's like, hey, you guys, I'm yeah. evil. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trickle down economics. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, yeah, he comes across far less thespian. <laughs> yes. Um. So we get the council of wolves now. Yeah, yeah. Learning about Shere Khan has made his way, is making an appearance in their neck of the woods. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and that's when it's decided that Mowgli cannot be here. <laughs> right. Is like Shere- you got, you got to go. Yeah, Shere Khan, known as a man-eating t- Bengal tiger, <laughs> and that we're going to have a man <laughs> in our midst. It's not going to go well for us. It's like because we're going to protect your butt, and then yeah. So uh, Bagheera gets Smogli and starts uh, escorting him to the man village. And Mowgli is having none of it <laughs> once yeah. he finds out what the plan is. <laughs> I, I can take care of myself. Yeah. And, and ends up right with Ka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see exactly how well he can take care of himself as they fall asleep in a tree and enter Ka. Ka, yeah. voiced by our good friend of the show, who's <laughs> in like every Disney movie of the era <laughs> Sterling Holloway. Holloway. Absolutely. And just, not really doing anything. It's Winnie the Pooh in snake form. <laughs> well, he, he, he's, yeah, but he's also this weird, like, neurotic snake. <laughs> yeah. With his, with sinuses and a sciatic. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, Kong with his uh, hypnosis superpower. Yeah. <laughs> tries tries to just just absolutely swallow Mowgli. Yep. <laughs> like like no, there's no like subtlety to his intentions in the cartoon in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and then Bagheera does a bad job of uh, stopping it. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but uh, <laughs> but he does. But eventually, you know, Mowgli doesn't get eaten, or else this is a very short movie. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Bagheera gets Bagheera does run in, gets hit with a gets hit with a finish. Yeah. And then uh, Mowgli uh, basically kicks kicks cause. Um, body off uh, off a tree yeah yeah and so uh you know ne- next we get the uh the elephant patrol <laughs> yeah next we get the elephant troll yeah with uh with <laughs> Mowgli trying to trying to join the elephants for whatever reason yeah. that was going to work out <laughs> so we meet uh, C- colonel hothy and his his troop it's true uh, like he, he received a medal for what an elephant received a medal? Yeah, who gave him the medal? Like, did another elephant give him the medal? <laughs> who made the medal? They don't have hands. It's hard to make things without hands and thumbs. Thumbs are important for... <laughs> medal making, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, there he goes. He's... What war did he fight in? What was the Great Elephant War? <laughs> I don't know. I do know that the voice actor who did Colonel Hothi was also the voice of Ector in Sword of the Stone. Yeah, which lends itself really well to that character, that pompous kind of yes. uh, character. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, after all this, you know, Bagheera sees Mowgli again, gets he finally finds him, and they get in a fight, and then he just leaves Mowgli. <laughs> He's like, "All right, dude." Yeah. And this is where we meet uh, this. The star of the movie, effectively, really, honestly, is Baloo. Baloo. <laughs> yes, it's, it's he. He meets he meets uh, Mog- Mowgli meets Baloo, and uh, Baloo takes him under his wing, effectively, to raise him as his own, and yeah, never and promises to never take him to the man village. <laughs> yep, and if if a guy like Baloo promises you something, uh, you probably could just discount it immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to uh, scratch your butt on a rock. There you go. How to eat ants from underneath a rock. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, uh, how to just float on down the river. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we get the probably I would if I had to like rank it and then we do be ranking it in this, in this show, probably a top five Disney song here. Oh, absolutely. Bare necessities. Bare necessities. Very iconic. It's like, it, it's one of those things where, much like Baloo in the movie, I can't, I will just start like humming it while working or doing what, yeah. like just kind of get milling about. You just start seeing yourself humming the bare necessities because it's a very, very, very catchy song. It is designed to be an earworm. Like, yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like it's like the precursor to Hakuna Matata. Yeah, it's, we're, just, we're just like, eh. 
it's funny because uh, we get, uh, you know, we get to the Mr. Sequel stuff, but uh, Timon and Pumbaa have a very small, quick cameo in Jungle Book Two, like just barely oh. there. Yeah, <laughs> barely there. That was the point again. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Every time, JJ. <laughs> um, I'm a terrible co-host. You are. You are. I don't know why I why I brought you on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, after uh, after you get the whole uh, blue bare necessities, now we're just living a nice, simple, easy-going life. Uh, here come the monkeys. <laughs> the the monkeys who are like are like these they have these weird like I don't know how to describe their voices. Like yeah, they're just like really into goading blue. Yeah, yeah, they're just well, it's because like. E- e- you see that kind of behavior in zoos and stuff where monkeys just sort of like doing that, like goading other the big people watching them and other monkeys mm-hmm. in the pens and stuff. Like it's very realistic to what you see when they're in like captivity and like even some nature films and stuff, you see that kind of behavior a lot. Like they do like screwing with other animals and other humans and stuff. So And they have just got blue Pretty much twisted around, and they managed to steal Mowgli away. Steal Mowgli away, where we where uh, we meet King Louie. King Louie, and uh, he's gonna have uh, Mowgli work in his uh, little tropical bar. <laughs> yep, uh, just slinging drinks, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, all right, man, a couple of busiest nights are Fridays and Saturdays. I'm going to give you 20% of the tips of the house, all right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so King Louis uh, wants Mowgli uh, to teach him how to make fire, which is where we get right. the other huge song from this with the I Want to Be Like You, uh, where he's explaining his, like, I need you to teach me how to make fire because effectively that's what's the difference between monkeys and man is fire. Once we get fire, we are, it's, it's a level playing ground (laughs) playing ground here. So what Um, he, what he desires is man's red fire. Yes. Uh, I, I you hear it in the song. It's like, is it man's red flower? (laughs) <laughs> he does. You said the yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 he does. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I guess I guess that makes sense if you don't know what that word for it would be because it's not like they hang out with man. No. <laughs> yeah. He wants that red flower so he can just go scorch some Koopas. Yeah, he wants to make some flaming mows in his bar. <laughs> some flaming mows. <laughs> all fruit-based cocktails, JJ. <laughs> all of them. Hey. Love, it's all stuff out of pineapple cups. <laughs> but uh, we also get Bagheera's "I told you so" moment here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is where you get. Uh, yeah, but Mowgli would have zero idea how to make fire. It's not inherent to him, and he was never raised with man. But yeah, Mowgli or not, uh, King Louis has kind of didn't really think this part through. I guess he just thinks he, by nature, would know how to make fire. <laughs> uh, like, like, it's, like it's a superpower, like he's the Human Torch or something. Like, 
just snap your fingers and there's fire. <laughs> Louis, Louis is species profiling here. Exactly. Oh, are you human? You must know fire, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but yeah, Bagheera and Baloo uh, come to rescue Mowgli, and it's just absolute chaos in this monkey temple. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is monkey temple sounds like a, just a fun thing. It does. Like, <laughs> like, what? Like, I wish that, that it needs to be at the Animal Kingdom. It, it just. Yeah. <laughs> Just this temple filled with monkeys hanging out, yeah. <laughs> and you can just go there. You can go there. You can check out the yeah. monkey. come visit, the, ride, ride expedition Everest, and then hey, check out the monkey temple. <laughs> we actually have live monkeys in there. Yeah, uh, it's not too far removed from re- the reality of <laughs> Animal Kingdom in the first place. I remember one of the rides, whatever the raft ride was called, like. You just look over and there's like this little island in the middle and there's like a jungle gym in there. Just monkeys hanging out, doing their monkey thing. <laughs> so you're just sitting on this ride with like, huh, just kind of monkeys. They're very far away from me. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the appropriate reaction. I'd be like, monkeys! <laughs> well, it's because it's just sort of, you're very worried about how wet you're about to get. So, or, or perhaps how soaked you currently are. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think my attention to monkeys kind of supersedes everything. A web of monkeys. <laughs> Those monkeys are there. Aliens start visiting Earth, but there's a yeah. monkey off the. It's like Homer. That dog has a poopy tail. <laughs> it's a monkey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. The the. The palace is just absolutely destroyed. This ancient piece of history is gone. Olmec is dead now. Yeah. But uh, Bagheera has his little pulls Baloo aside, confidential, like, hey, man, come here. We need to talk. Uh, he's he's got to go back. He's got to go back. This is Nothing's going to work out for any of us if he stays here. Um. And, you know, he convinces uh, Baloo, because, you know, Shere Khan is a genuine threat to everyone in the, fo- in the, in the jungle. So, let's say forest, and it's like, it's not the forest book. It's... <laughs> but the point, but he's, he's like, you know, making the point, like, you know, if he's here, he's going to go through all of us to get to Mowgli. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then Baloo doing a Kind of doing his best with what he's been given <laughs> tries to explain to Mowgli as he's trying to take him back to the man village without Mowgli you know Mowgli slowly figures out what's going on <laughs> Yeah, Mowgli's Baloo, trying to sh- shadow box and with Mo- Baloo and play with him he's like now hang on little bridges yeah uh, no wait, little not little bridges. That's from Tailspin. That's from Tailspin, and my dad used to call me little bridges because of that. <laughs> Did you ride a skyfoil to school? I wish. That would have been yeah. Been dope. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, blue, very, uh, very depressed. Blue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to I don't know. There's something just sort of charming about this. Very sad, depressed blue. Like, like, really feel for him in the movie when he's trying to yeah. explain to Mowgli, like, listen, dude, you gotta go back. 
Or I guess it's not back. He was never there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but he's Baloo's yeah. putting his his own desires yeah. aside for, for yeah. Mowgli's best interest. Yeah, for uh, for probably the first time in his life. So yeah. like, he really cares about Mowgli and realizes that this is what needs to happen. Even though, as we were describing, this is probably the worst scenario. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but uh, Mowgli is absolutely devastated by this. Um, you know, it's like, you promised. You promised that you would never take me to the man village. And now here we are. And he runs off. Runs off. And this is kind of where we get into... We meet Shere Khan for the first time. Yeah, they kept Shere Khan this secretive, even though we like we know what Shere Khan is, and it's not like he makes an appearance and he's something like it's a tiger. We knew it was a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tiger. It shows up. It's a tiger, and there's nothing different. It's not like you know. It's not like he's like scarred and <laughs> missing yeah. an ear or something. It's just. Tiger, he's just he's just he's just a regular tiger. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, yeah. So here we get Shere Khan, who was, uh, uh, you know, figured out where Mowgli would be. <laughs> well, he uh, the eavesdrops on uh, Hathi and Bagheera uh, having their little conversation about uh, finding Mowgli. And Hathi uh, is like, nah, I don't care. And eventually, like, his wife and his son are like, hey, we like the man cub. Yeah, jeez, dude, come on. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a very good impersonation. <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> uh, but uh, here we get the. Uh, Mowgli Ka Round Two, <laughs> which another great song. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not I. It's one of those things where it's like it's very good. I don't. It's like it's the weakest in the movie, but that's still like in any other movie, it would be the best song. You know, what I mean? like it's uh, it got uh. It got remixed and uh, used for Jake Roberts' heel run in the 90s. <laughs> well, yeah. seriously, think yeah. about it. Like yeah. when, I heard, when I heard that song, I'm like, that's from the Chuckle Book. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but yeah, so here's, uh, here's Ka trying to do his, uh, his snake thing again. Uh, and, and, oh. Shere Khan. Khan. <laughs> I, I love the visual of Shere Khan using Ka's tail as a as a doorbell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Mowgli gets away, but now there's a storm, which is how you know everything's about to get real. Uh, yeah. Well so- before that before that though, I, I the part and I, I I love this part is where Ka's trying to like uh Hypnotize Shere Khan, and yeah. Shere Khan's like, no, no, I've, I haven't got time for that sort of nonsense. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, it's just a funny kind of like little dismissive thing. It's just yeah, hilarious. I assume <laughs> like is is this like uh, the Jedi mind trick? Does it work? <laughs> yeah, 
Cheddar Mind Trick doesn't work on strong minds. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's not even like he's he's all that bothered by it. He's like, I just nah, no. I'm I not don't. in the I'm not in the mood, no. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if it was you know, if it was if Carl was voiced by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, uh, oh, oh, that's all right. We get to the vultures now. Yes, <laughs> who are totally not the Beatles. Totally not the Beatles. This is 1967, so like, <laughs> you know, Beatlemania is still yeah. very much on, you know, a thing. Uh, so I mean, you, you can tell which ones are supposed to be which. Like, yeah, look at the like. like that one's Paul. Yeah. One no hair is Paul. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's completely unnecessary, but it's also super fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like the buzzards. Like in in previous years, these characters would have been like the crows from Dumbo or something, where you just sit. He's like, no, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Them being just sort of goofy caricatures and the Beatles sort of just like you know them just sort of being warm and open to this because hey we're outcasts too yeah hey, look at the little kid yeah so sad uh, yeah. Uh, this is the, the rest of the podcast is going to be us doing terrible, terrible Liverpudlian yeah. accent yeah just yeah just like really just offend everyone who's ever <laughs> listened to either the Beatles or known a person or is a person from Liverpool. <laughs> I'm really sad about Brexit. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, but they, they start they start much like the Crows by harassing Mowgli. Yeah, but then <laughs> figuring out like, oh no, he's, he doesn't need this right now. He's yeah. actually pretty cool. <laughs> he's cool. Yeah, and then yeah. we get another kind of good song here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the Sherman Brothers. It's you know you're gonna you're gonna get some uh, good music out of the Sherman Brothers. Um, Where are your friends? I think like it's not like uh, you know I was gonna say you get some good music out of the Sherman Brothers, but they did do it's a small world. So you know you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> it's the facts of life. Yeah, the facts of life. I, I will throw shade. I I, I will throw shade at uh, it's a small world, but I really do love it. <laughs> but uh, but it's just it's just it's a lo- it's a low hanging fruit to take a shot at. So. Yeah, I mean it's it. people. Just, it's it's it's, it's forty five minutes long, and you hear the same song the entire length of it. So. <laughs> Duff beer for me, Duff beer for you. But uh. Here we get uh, uh, Shere Khan uh, spooking away the crows or the vultures in this. With his awesome baritone voice. Yeah. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Those those vultures are out of there. They, they don't hang around. <laughs> they uh, hang around. They're like, they're like, hey, Mowgli, you should run too. I yeah. mean, we're not going to just, just as we say from afar. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so here's where you get the so like the share the share Khan Mowgli fight, which is in the book that's like the point of like Mowgli will like his goal is to like 
stare down, you know, basically beat Shere Khan or what, you know what I mean? Like right. he just like to not be afraid of Shere Khan and you know defeat him. But um, that's not how tigers work, bro. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mad dog him and then he'll go away. Yeah, no, that's not how this is gonna play out. This is how it's uh, gonna work. Uh, but uh, uh, Baloo tries to. Uh, Blue gets there and tries to help Mowgli, but again, none of this is working out for anybody. This is actually a rel- relatively one-sided fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's the vultures kind of like step up a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Lightning hits a tree and it catches on fire, and the vultures swoop in and make an assist, uh, do a run-in. Um, uh, Mowgli is now. Uh, like he's gathering the flame branches and everything because Shere Khan is absolutely terrified of the fire. <laughs> the only thing he's afraid of. Yeah. Uh, he just has a complete panic attack and runs off. Yep. <laughs> and, that's, and that is the last you see of him. Just yeah. him, him turning tail, uh, literally, <laughs> and, yeah. and running off uh, supposedly to just live live off in the jungle wounded pride i don't know like i feel like well, I, is, I feel like, like the he, other animals have irritated him to the point of like revenge after oh mowgli's not there now with his with his fire so now i can just <laughs> walk through you all but he's like now he's getting the ultimate revenge become a evil ceo yes I'll show you. I will. I will start a Fortune 500 company, <laughs> and lead to us deforesting your. <laughs> but yeah, and then so uh, Mowgli, with uh, Baloo and Bagheera, make their way to the outskirts of the Man Village. Um, he doesn't want to go until he sees a pretty girl. <laughs> Singing her song about the water. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so he is instantly smitten. Uh, and he just heads off. He, she, she sees him. She gets, you know, she accidentally drops her little uh, water pot that she has. <laughs> well, it's funny is like when she drops it and Blue goes, she did it on purpose. And <laughs> A big is like, of course he did. And I'm like, I'm with Blue. Like, she did it on purpose. She's manipulating. She just wants kids out of you, Mowgli. Let's <laughs> stay in the jungle where it's fun. And so, yeah. And so he heads off into the man village. And Blue and Bagheera head off. Yeah, with happy with the thought that, they're, that, is, that their friend and son and man cub is safe and sound at last. Uh. Which, um, which me and Nick were quick to point out that there's absolutely zero chance he is safe and sound in the man village. <laughs> yeah, it's like this cholera. Is human, yeah, this is a human that was raised by wolves in the jungle his entire life, <clears throat> suddenly appearing in the woods. He's going to who a I, I it's it's absurd to think that he actually speaks English or whatever language. They, they're speaking in their village. <laughs> like <laughs> it's in India, so I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. 
yeah. But, uh, but like, and if, like, he's going to recount his story. If nothing else, if you, if you, if you take like cholera out of the <laughs> thing or like the complete change of diet and life day to day living. Uh, <laughs> and the attacks from warring villages. But yeah. yeah. Um, if he starts describing uh, his adventures in the jungle, or you go out hunting, he's going to be furious with you because these are his, you know, this is his family that you're murdering, essentially, you know. Or, but have, right. then, you know, he's going to be treated poorly. And uh, in the, the book sequel, the second Jungle Book, the Nick the other day texted me, it's like, if, like, best case scenario, he gets, like, called a sorcerer. <laughs> and that's what happens in that book. He gets kicked out of his village. Uh, he is deemed a sorcerer and gets kicked out of his village. Uh, and, you know, his family who adopted him suffer, too, because they lose everything in this whole situation because they were harboring a sorcerer. And so uh, he goes back and like rescues them, and then has the animals just absolutely destroy this village and let the jungle reclaim it. Like, <laughs> so the whole journey to the man village was kind of pointless. Yeah, and so now he's back living in the uh, in the uh, jungle uh, <laughs> by this point. So, I mean, like again. You know, you go to the man village, and I say cholera, like, I'm pretty sure Blue's not going to poop in his own drinking water. A human might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Jungle Book wasn't really in production all that long. Uh, like, they didn't start they didn't start working on it until after Sword of the Stone came, Sword of the Stone came out. So literally just, like, a quick turnaround. Yeah, but... Um, but not that quick because like the original cut of this movie was like, no, this is way too dark. We can't be doing this. This is, <laughs> this is, this is bad. Um, uh, because it was originally, uh, s- the story man, Bill Pete that said like, uh, we can do way more interesting animal characters, um, and said that the jungle book should be used for, um, our next movie. Um, so he goes on um, to, he like, he didn't really ever have much supervision when he was creating his scripts, 101 Dalmatians he, and, and Sword of the Stone, Sword of the Stone. Um, like nobody really watched over him. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, you get, that's, you know, better or worse. I mean, you know, Sword of the Stone's great. 101 Dalmatians is sort of middling, Disney, so you know, get you know, you don't know exactly what you're gonna get, but you know, you're not gonna get something terrible. You're not gonna get you know, Saludos Amigos or something. Yeah, the worst days are they assume are behind them. Yes, Um, but uh, um, because Sword of Stone was at the time it wasn't well received and Walt didn't particularly care for it. So he decided I'm going to be more involved in the jungle book. Um, because he just hadn't been, um, uh, 
he he liked the idea of like an all animals jungle setting kind of stuff. So it's sort of like got its hooks into him. And it works. It works yeah. great. Yeah. Pete's uh Pete's uh story though was not used. Uh Walt did not particularly care for it, like in any way. <laughs> Uh, because it was it was dark and it was a little more like you know um, dramatic and it was much more about the struggle between animals and humans like the uh, like the book like right. the movie itself the struggle is just between man and like one animal it's for the most part though they're all living in relatively perfect harmony in like because you don't actually see man ever except for Mowgli and then the girl at the end. The so the there, end yeah. There's never really much. It's not like Bambi where the threat of man is out there. There's actually like very, like there's nobody seems to be particularly concerned with man with the exception of Shere Khan. Right. Um, because they're so I mean, like they're in the jungle and nobody's coming out here. It's dangerous. There's a, there's a tiger that eats them hanging out. Like nobody's coming this deep into the jungle. If, if anything, Shere Khan's the most forward thinking of the, all the animals like, Hey, this is going like, to be bad. Yeah, and it, like in most of the other sort of like, you know, other adaptions or whatever, Shere Khan is far less like villainy and more just like natural. Like he's just, uh, he's sort of like a neutral force of the jungle, essentially. Like he's not evil. He's just acting out, you know, jungle authority, essentially. Like this is what he would be doing. There is an outsider in you know, he is a man. Man kills us, and it's like it's, it's not evil. It's just you know, it, I'm it's a really, tiger. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's neutral laws of nature in this thing. You know, he's portrayed much more as a villain that everyone's afraid of, and he's willing to kill whoever he needs to kill to get his thing done. But again, he's a tiger. Right. <laughs> this is the, this is like, the law of nature. Um, we first see Shere Khan in this movie. He's stalking a, a deer. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he eats other animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Disney just yeah, Disney Walt wasn't hot on it. Um, it, it says it's just too dark for a family movie. Um, uh, and Bill Pete absolutely uh, refused to uh, change anything about his um, uh, story. Uh, him and Walt got in an argument and he, he left the studio. Bill Pete left the studio after this. Um, in 1964, he walked away. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, this, and then it just ended up turning into a Disney picture where he, Larry Clemens takes over as the head writer. You add in a few more story men, which was more of like more traditional Disney way. And um, <laughs> my favorite, uh, Clemens says, uh, uh, Walt gave him a copy of uh, the book and uh, told him, the first thing I want you to do is not read this. <laughs> <laughs> So he wanted him to make the Jungle Book sort of sight unseen. <laughs> like, look at the character names. Get that right. Yeah. Well, Clemens himself even says, like, he looked at the book. He needed to... I can't just make a movie. And it's like... And, you know, 
the the book itself can't really be adapted into a movie in any like the way it's written because it's it's like a bunch it's it's you know it, it, it jumps it's a lot of like between the two books it does a lot of jumping around right and it's like short stories sort of self-contained little stories and stuff so it was like i can't just like yeah okay i get it there's no making this a movie you kind of have to go about it it is a movie one it's a, it's a movie route um but just you know strip out strip out a lot of the unnecessary stuff i guess yeah the only thing of phil pete's uh, original treatment of the movie is character personality hmm. uh, at all state because uh, you know that's sometimes the hardest part like you know like we go back to um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and getting the personalities of the Seven Dwarves was like one of the longest parts of the process of like the story process. Like, you know, we had the list of like, here's like, you know, 24 unused dwarves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, so, but by and large, they, they kind of nailed the personalities of the, like you can kind of see like Bagheera is like the, the paternal figure. Yeah, 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 and you know, Blue, like Blue, being this you know sloth bear and being a sloth like character, like yeah, just being this you know the friendly uncle to <laughs> yeah, or the big brother or whatever yeah. whatever it is, yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Walt actually, for the first time in a long time, took like he was present, like he would go to meetings and. Um, you know, help out, discuss scenes, help with the gags and stuff. Like he was, uh, he was, he was actually like his hands were in this one. You know, and again, unfortunately, he passed away before it ever got out. But um, his fingerprints uh, are pretty visible on this movie. Fingerprints are very, very visible. It feels you you can see Walt's. Um, you can see you can see Walt's. Uh, personality shining through his sensibilities of what a cartoon is yeah particular one and you know he was super into the sherman brothers too and you could tell he let them really just sort of have their way uh with the fun music in it and stuff um, uh you said that uh trust in me was actually originally a mary poppins song right correct correct it was like it was like the song itself like the music to it like they you oh, know, the melody it. Melody was the same, but uh, they changed. Yeah, it changed. Oh, okay. Year. So, um, I, it's not you know for uh, the Sherman Brothers who are probably writing, you know, so so many songs just to sort of because you know most of their music has to be sort of like jingles essentially. You know, yeah. it's, you know musical stuff for for this for this cartoon, this short story, this movie. You know, theme park attractions. You know <laughs> things like that, so it has to it has to be something you can sing along with, yeah, yeah, and um so yeah that that was cool um uh, and you know Walt died on december fifteenth nineteen sixty six and um this movie comes out in october of sixty seven yeah october eighteenth nineteen sixty seven so you know a little under a year. So by the time he passed away, the bulk of the movie would effectively have been done. Um, not the animation part necessarily, but the 
the scripting of it. So, you know, you, you don't get Walt's particular hand in the animation too much, um, which, you know, it's sort of unfortunate, but he always liked the writing part more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think he always liked the story elements more. Um, he was just a perfectionist when it came to animation early on. And I feel like if he was around probably a little longer for the animation part, uh, probably would have probably wouldn't have looked too different, but there probably would have been some differences to the animation. Um, yeah. a, little, a little cleaner maybe, because again, he was all in on this one after being sort of all out on <laughs> most, most of the previous ones. Um, but all, all it took was some conflict. Yeah, yeah, and some fun, cute animals in a setting that he appreciated. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it... yeah. I mean, it's it's its thing. It's got the, it's you know, it's this era of um, of xeroxing cells, and um, uh, you know, Ken Anderson was the character designer, so it has a very sort of. I think I think intentionally they wanted to have it look like the animals feel like um, Dumbo animals. I could see that, yeah. Like you know, um, but but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more rough edges to some of the character designs and stuff. So it's, it's you, cool. Yeah, you can see kind of the. I don't know how to put it. Like the outlines on some of the characters um, are are more visible, I guess. Yeah, and they and they intentionally made um, <laughs> he intentionally made uh, Sher Khan look like the voice actor. Like that oh, was Sebastian Cabot. Uh, George Sanders. George Sanders. Sebastian Cabot was Bagheera. Yeah, which which is fun. Like I like it every once in a while they do that in a cartoon where it's like you can tell that's like oh, that's like they they. They like to animate the voice actors' like movements and try to make them look vaguely like the person that's playing. It's not fun when it looks exactly like the character, but when you can look at it and say, "Is that?" I mean, I rec- the voice and the face are like like I know who the voice is, and that face kind of looks like it. It's that kind of situation with this. Right. I really, really like that. And, and the way Shikhan's drawn, like that voice should come out of that tiger. Yeah. It's kind of very... Uh, yeah. And they used um, uh, Disney's True Life Adventures. Uh, like, they, there was a cup, there was like one that was like a, a tiger documentary that they did for the True Life Adventures, and they used that for like Shere Khan and stuff. So, you know, they, they, it's cool. They had some cool stuff going on. But, um, yeah. Oh, wait, oh, who did the voice of Mowgli? Sorry, Mowgli was um, the director's son. Okay, uh, Wolfgang Reitherman was the director of this movie, and it was his right. son. It was his son, and I forget his son's name. Billy, I, I feel like. Yeah, let's look at the the cast. Is uh, it's Bruce Reitherman is Mowgli? So yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like we said earlier, this is a string of. Uh, Phil Harris uh, movies that we're gonna get. Uh, he 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 plays the exact same character in about mm, what ten five or six years from now after this movie. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, 
Because, like, you know, he's in Jungle Book, he's in the Aristocats, and he's in Robin Hood. And he's also yeah. in Rockadoodle, which... <laughs> not a Disney movie, but we, well, did you... men- but we did mention that Disney was going to make a version of that themselves at one point, but instead made... Was it Sword of Stone, or was it... Yeah. Sword of Stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead, instead of sort of instead of Chanticleer, they made Sword of yeah. Stone. Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, Phil Harris was a stand-up comic too. You know, he was. Yeah, yeah, and and he his name isn't Phil Harris, but <laughs> like that was his because like his first name and like it, it's his real first name is Wonga. <laughs> and I'm I, sorry, I, what? I have never seen that name. His middle name is Phil. He's Wonga Philip Harris, and I saw that when I was doing the research on this. I was like, "What? I've never heard that name on a human being before." Like, particularly a like white dude from Indiana. Like, yeah. <laughs> Phil Wonga. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Phil Harris. What? <laughs> His parents lost a bet. Like, uh. Um. No, if he was either a comedian or a humorist, I forget which one. But you know the like not stand up, but like you know, like I'm gonna like tell some funny stories about my travels. Yeah, yeah, and he was also like a well known musician and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, a smart, a very Disney character, a very Disney appropriate sort of actor to hire for right for your stuff here. So. And that's uh, how they use him a couple more times. Yes, absolutely. And then, and like we said earlier, virtually the same character. Sometimes, literally the same character. Yes. <laughs> but again, that's that's a story for when we get to that one. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, this movie was produced on a relatively meager budget for an animated film in the 60s. It was a $4 million budget. Um, that's not, I mean, I think, like, comparatively, if, like, if you scale this stuff, it, it it's sort of nothing for a cartoon in this era. I forget how much money went into um, Sword in a Stone, but I'm going to look that one up. Sword in a Stone was a $3 million budget, so it's up at a million dollars, but Sword in a Stone as we mentioned, despite loving that movie, looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, 101 Dalmatians is 3.6 million. Uh, again, not the best looking. Um, uh, Sleeping Beauty probably had the highest budget that was of the most recent ones, and that was 6 million. And Sleeping Beauty is gorgeous. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting, you know, your budget's up a few hundred thousand for the Jungle Book. So Disney's running lean right here. Yeah. This is kind of the start of that. Well, yeah. I think you can kind of tell, like... Also, maybe... the animation studio is running lean. Yeah. Because, like, you know, that's sort of the... such a minor part of everything these days for them. Um, the character development's still there. Yeah. The writing's still there. Yeah. But, um... I mean, and, and, and I think it looks genuinely looks better than um, most of the, particularly the last two. It looks better than Sword of Stone. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
it's about on par with 101 Dalmatians. It's not incredible. I think the animation is a little more fluid than Jungle Book. Um, uh, so that's, uh, there's, you know, you have that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, you can tell that it's it's running on a meager budget, but it makes right. up for it in the, in the right ways. Um, and this movie was absolutely a smash hit. <laughs> um, it's domestic rentals by, uh, by 1968 were almost 12 million. Good grief. Yeah. Uh, it was 13 million by the time you hit 1970 for rentals. And it was uh, the second highest grossing animated film in the United States and Canada. And it made over 24, it made about $24 million um, like worldwide. So it was the most successful cartoon of all time for its time. I can see that. My, my mom uh, remembers going to see this movie when it premiered here. So yeah. Yeah. And we're, like... yeah, we're getting to that point where like, um, where our parents, like, we're now into, like, our parents being able to, like, remember Disney yeah. stuff. We're getting into that time frame. Like, um, first run. First run Disney stuff. Like, we yeah. all now, we all, we've all very recently lived with people who, <laughs> who were around for uh, Disney uh, first runs of some of these classic stories. It was um, re-released three other times. It was re-released in 1978, 1984, and 1990. And that's that's where I saw it, 1990. I, I absolutely, I it's, I think the 1990 run is the one where it's the first movie I actively remember going to see. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I was only five, and it's the only one that like I I very vividly remember that going to the Jungle Book with my dad. Yeah. So. Uh, I went with my uh, my sister, my mom, and my aunt and my cousins, or my cousin. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we snuck we snuck granola bars and diet coke into the theater because we weren't going to pay for snacks. <laughs> I still do that to this day. So I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got I got cargo shorts for a reason. Yeah, and they know they see you with a if they see you with a hoodie on with a front pouch, they know that there's at least a, a bottle of soda or a, a box of candy in there. They yeah. Know. They know. They know. There's, there's probably a couple of slim gems in that that, in that pouch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's when it was released in 1978, it increased the overall rentals to almost like almost 28 million dollars, uh, which made it uh, higher grossing than Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Wow! And, and but then Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was re-released in the 80s, so it flipped it again, but. <laughs> Um, uh, if you adjust it, if you adjust this movie for inflation, it's like in the top. It's let's see if I I, I had this number up. There it is. Thirty uh, second highest grossing film in the United States and Canada. Not just animated. Yes, just films. Just films. Just films. Wow. This, this film is a massive success. Um, it holds up. I think it's yeah. part of it. And I think I think the jungle setting make it makes it hold up. Um, it's also the biggest film of all time in Germany, of all places. Really? Yeah. It's it. it they go by tickets, like tickets sold. Uh, 
and um, 27 million tickets. That's insane. It's the 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 next closest one is Titanic with you know 18 million tickets. So <laughs> that's wow. Yeah. It, like money wise, money wise, it's you know, it, it's behind Avatar and Titanic, but um, tickets sold in Germany. It's it's just this massive. It was this movie was like, yeah, it, you know, this is the Walt's last movie, which can also go a long way. Uh, and they pro- they probably promoted it as such, didn't they? I would assume so. Even if you, yeah. you, and you really don't have to, because Walt Disney, the man, was everyone. Everyone knew who Walt Disney, the man, was, and it's not just in America, like around the world. Like that's why he gets asked to go to, you know, Latin America to make, you know, propaganda films over there for them and things like that. Like you know, he is a cultural icon everywhere, and you know, you're, you're ten. This movie comes out. 10 months after he's passed away and he's still fresh on everyone's minds. You still have things in theaters. You still have, you know, theme, you still have Disneyland, which is, you know, still a massive thing. You know that the Florida project is underway. Um, so, you know, Walt is still fresh on everyone's minds. And now you have what's known as his last film. His so, last work. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that I'm sure um, got people to the theater. Yeah, got people out in the theater, and also like critically, when that movie came out, nostalgia for Walt obviously played a role in sort of the critical um, reception of the movie because everyone was like, like you know, this is an absolute perfect send off for Walt. Like it is exactly. Like it's the type of movie you expect from Walt Disney. It's 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 you know upbeat. It's um, it's got a you know the story is ha- you know relatively happy and delightful and a joy to watch and it's got great music. It's got all this. so you know it it performed relatively well critically too. But you know again some of that has to do with like I loved Walt <laughs> and yeah this is a, if you, if you're gonna have a last movie. Thank God it's the Jungle Book, or like, cause like, Sword of Stone. Despite loving Sword of Stone, you know, back then it wasn't critically loved, but like, but to have that be your last one would be sort of a downer note to end on because it doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel particularly Disney e at the yeah. time, especially at the time, especially nostalgically. Like this is a very nostalgic Disney style movie, so it, it is, and I, I agree with that. Thing. It is, it feels like. It feels like a good way for him to go out. Yeah. Um, this movie was um, uh, uh, nominated for Best Original Song for Bare Necessities at the Academy Awards that year. Didn't win. Talk to the Animals by Dr. Doolittle won. Yeah. Uh, Talk to the Animals is a song where. I've only seen Dr. Doolittle a couple of times, but I absolutely know that song relatively well. So, you know, walk it's not... and talk and squeak and squawk with the animals. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily 
you know, it's not like some awards where it's like, you know, it won the award and then nobody went to go see that movie ever again in their life. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, but it's um, not like they lost out of three, six mafia. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, but, um, Gregory Peck, uh, tried to, uh, get jungle book nominated for best picture that year. <laughs> really? And he, yeah. had some, and he had some, and he had some pull too. Well, he was the uh, he he was like the president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So you know, yeah. So he had probably if anybody had pull, it was Gregory Peck at the time, but it didn't work out for them. But um, yeah, it's it's absolutely it, it had it was a huge huge success so what does that success lead you to this is where we get to the fun little like you know legacy segment of the show like were there sequels that's <laughs> yes. earlier yes yeah. uh, not sequels and two live action remakes <laughs> one that we completely forgot about yeah i was looking up stuff and i was like oh yeah that's right they did put out a Jungle Book in the nineties with, with with Bruce Lee, <laughs> not Bruce well, Lee. Disney, Disney produced live action ones. I'm sure there's been other. Yeah, because there was also like the second Jungle Book live action movie, and there's been other stuff. That yeah, Netflix like, one. Yeah, that Netflix one. Um, but yeah, like this. No, this is like an actual Walt Disney Studios presents the Jungle Book, and um, you know that one ain't great no um, and you know it's 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 more book ish no talking animals which is always a bummer like it's always weird when like you get to a movie and it's like all right a cool live action animal movie and there's no talking in it and for whatever reason it's it's always comes across as a bummer like i i want i, I want the dog to be voiced by michael j fox <laughs> yeah or even if it even just like internal dialogue from the animals yeah, like look who's talking style. Where like, yeah, Mowgli doesn't understand them, but you know we get there, we get there at what they're thinking. <laughs> it, is, it doesn't have to necessarily be all de- Detective Pikachu, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. So you, you got that one. You got the Jungle Book two, which was in that Disney Toon Studios era where every where. Everything was open for a, a sequel. We're getting weird sequels to things that didn't need sequels and deserved sequels. Like, and the Jungle Book Two is one of those movies where it's like empty calories, right? Because it's basically just retelling the story again. But like, you know, Shere Khan is back, and now he wants his revenge on Mowgli, and you know, and, and so, but now Mowgli's in the Man Village, but. Baloo wants Mowgli back, so you know he's causing problems in the man village, and they think Baloo is kidnapping him. It's a rabbit bear trying to kidnap Mowgli. And <laughs> it's it's this absurd uh, with a with an absolutely like and and the initial the initial like the eventual end is like everything's everything's great. They realize that Baloo and Bagheera are cool, so you know Mowgli and I'll never remember the girl's name. Uh, visit them daily. Go out to the jungle to visit them daily. So <laughs> I don't know what the moral of that story is supposed to be. But it's... Disney wanted to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah. But yeah, and it was, and that movie was released in theaters. I, I do not remember that, but it did. Have, I don't either. I it had a small theatrical run, and uh, this was and it was done by the Australia studio. This is when they were doing, the, you know, like video game studios. Now it's like, oh no, that's that's EA Montreal. It's not. Yeah. Like, okay. Kind yeah. Of it's like this is Disney Toon Studios, the Australia arm of it. So you know they're doing their thing over there. And it's um, oh, who, uh, who Haley Joe Osment is Mowgli, and John Goodman is Baloo. John Goodman is Baloo is very, good casting, very good, and he does a good job at it. It's just terrible. So he couldn't save it. No, not at all. But uh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. And, and you know, 2016 they did the live action remake with um, Bill Murray. That, with Bill Murray as balloon, um, like I, like I mentioned, like I referenced earlier, with Scarlett Johansson as Ka and uh, Idris Elba is Bagheera, uh, which is another that's a great casting. And wait, is Idris Elba Shere Khan? No, Shere Khan, Shere Khan. I just I Ben just, Kingsley is Bagheera. Kingsley is Bagheera, and uh, yeah. Christopher Walken is uh, King Louis. Boy, and uh, that's the only problem I have with that movie is Christopher Walken as King Louie. Yeah, yeah. I want fire. Yeah, Oof. it's just him. It's just him doing the uh, the the cowbell character as King Louie. Yeah. It's him doing Jay Moore's impression of himself. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, it's unfortunate legacy is the uh, uh, fact that later on they just reuse whole chunks of this movie for Robin Hood. Yeah. They will save that for Robin Hood. <laughs> the, the, I mean, let's be honest. The real legacy of this movie is Tailspin. Yes, Tailspin. Tailspin was... Um, uh, it was only on for like a, a year. <laughs> or something I mean, like It wasn't well, that wasn't that long of a show but it was on but it was on forever like it only yeah, had I mean, like but um it but, was a second yeah. it was a second cartoon af- on the Disney afternoon block yeah and after ducktales after ducktales and it's absolutely fantastic it's it and holds up man it has the it has the second best theme song for those Disney afternoon shows i boy that, that's yeah. Man, I don't know because I know what I know. What, I know what you're going to say is the best one. Oh yeah, I think we can all agree that Ducktales is the best. But one. I really like the Darkwing Duck theme. I like the Darkwing Duck thing, but Tailspin one is just it has the tone perfect for like what this show is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just remember, I remember it so well. Oh yeah, it was like when that blared in the, on the TV. It's like yeah, Tailspin. <laughs> Would you hear the oh 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 oh? Yeah, and it's not the only um, Jungle Book show because they had Jungle Cubs. I remember that one. Oh gosh, I think I vaguely remember that. Where it was Jungle Book Babies, where it was all of them as kids, like all the characters mm. as children. So it's like Blue. And Hadi and Bagheera and Louie and Ka and Shere Khan as children in the jungle. And it's like this weird thing. <laughs> but, um, 
there was another direct-to-video Jungle Book called Mowgli's Story that Disney put out. And so, like, they, boy, they just kind of kept going and going with it. They, like, made sure everything (laughs) inexplicably, well, not inexplicably, but, like, for Disney, it's inexplicably that they just sort of grasped onto Jungle Book and are continue writing it to this day. We're going to milk this cow as long as we can. Oh, yeah. And, of course, this is one of the few times where it's like, was there a video game? It's like, not only was there, like, not only are they in, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts, but, like, there's video games. There are Jungle Book video games. And not only that, a really good video game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, We we got the, uh, for the Genesis Super Nintendo Back when Virgin Soft was doing the Disney games. Yeah. And it was released for every like it was Master System, Genesis, Portables, Computers, uh, re-released on the Game Boy Advance years later. Was there a Sega C D no. version of this? No. No. There was a, there was a uh, PlayStation game that was the Jungle Book Groove Party, which was Jungle Book Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, it's a song, it's a movie, it's a musical movie, and it has, you know, it's very easy to make jungle-based songs and to put, it, put them into a game. So. And, and actually, Tailspin gets got video games spun off of it, so technically yeah. it's, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's like uh, Happy Days, and you get the Mork and Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And and uh, Sher Khan, I don't know if you remember, but I remember Sher Khan is in um, Quackshot. Boy, I don't remember a lot about Quackshot. <laughs> you should go back and play Quackshot. I know, maybe I will. That's a good game. Yeah, Dom Duck based video game. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there was going to be uh, a Jungle Book world in uh, Kingdom Hearts. But <laughs> it's too similar to Tarzan, <laughs> so they did it. I, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, the world, Although, you know, jungle world. It's just less Phil Collins in the Jungle Book world. <laughs> see, see, I'm already in favor of this. Well, too bad they made they made the Tarzan world. But, uh, uh, well, I don't know what we're going to do when we get to that episode, man. I don't know. <laughs> we're just going to... It's going to... We're going to have to put it behind a paywall and put the explicit tag on it, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, or, I'm just going to put a cardboard cutout of myself there. I'm just going to be talking to... You, you just, I'm just going to be talking to a, a video cassette of you going, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Surprisingly enough, like no Disney anything, <laughs> like Disneyland anything, Disney World. Uh, I mean, like, like, I, like I, the characters I, appear, but there's no like theme, there's no like attractions. <laughs> the I mean, the Jungle Cruise doesn't really count, right? That's oh not God, really no, 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 no. Jungle Book theme. It's just like more like and a, that, that, that would have been. And that would have been out. That Jungle Cruise was like an opening day attraction. That's you know, right. a decade yeah. before. And and even the book it doesn't have anything because you know the, the 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 Jungle Cruise is based off of something else completely different, anyway. So yeah. Um, so yeah, 
you think they, there was maybe some kind of monkey temple ride, right? Yeah, yeah, something, something like you know, or, or some sort of like show, like some sort of kids thing or something, like Baloo's Jungle Boogie or something, you know, like or are you, are you or you're floating down like a little river on on, on carts that shape, yeah. shape like blue. Like I guess like the footprint for Adventureland is very small and it's all used. So like I like well, I guess what do you do? Right. Yeah. So so you know because that'd be the only place it would work would be the Adventureland and at Disneyland there's nothing like you could do it at a different theme park but like. I guess at the same time you don't need to, you know, it's, it's just, it's weird. It's weird that there's very little jungle book representation at the theme parks. uh, Considering how beloved that movie is. Yeah. Considering how huge and beloved the jungle book is. So, you know, it it is what it is. You know, I was looking at earlier, um, the movies of 1967, like what some of the, the biggest movies that came out that year was, and, uh, the Academy Award that year was in the heat of the night. So I'll let you know what they're... Well, that's a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a bummer of a movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm just trying to see... Uh, I- I'm just looking at Disney stuff in particular because I want to know what Disney put out in 1967. Let's see. The Gnome Mobile. I have zero idea. Oh, okay. That even is it's based on the book by upton sinclair called the Mobile. all right well there's that the happiest millionaire which i know that one uh jungle book monkeys go home <laughs> and I, I guess yeah that's it <laughs> we're so, not we're not in, we're not into the kurt russell disney yeah, era yet not yet so uh so happiest millionaire was a relatively big Disney movie at the time. So, you know, good for them. And I think they have, I think, I don't think anything comes out big, like, like, uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything, because I think, I feel like 1968 there was something, but I'm not sure. Uh, Never a dull moment. The one and only genuine, no, I guess not. I guess 1968 wasn't the year I was thinking of. I mean, I'm not saying Blackbeard's ghost wasn't <laughs> important to them, but hey, my mom loves a Blackbeard's ghost. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah. So that's the legacy of the Jungle Book: a brief, truncated history of you know what's essentially Walt's last major movie that had a bit of a turbulent production early on. But I think it's time to rank it. You ready to rank it? Sure. So, we always start with you. Let me get up the list here. All right, you ready? I am ready. Nick. Yeah. Better or worse than the sword in the stone? We got a new number one. (laughs) (laughs) Insert above... Jungle Book, and, and I tease this, you know, back when we did Sword of Stone, that it's it's yeah. run on top would be short lived. Yeah, it's for this reason. Yeah, um, so we're gonna get to me, and uh, is it better or worse than Fantasia? 
It's my new number one, Nick. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, it's absolutely wow. My, my one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. I don't even necessarily. I'm not even going to say say it's their best movie because I still think things like Fantasia or uh, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and some of their earlier stuff are still better movies. But yeah, this is by and large like my most favorite. I have the most nostalgia for it. I probably this is probably the one I've watched the most out of every Disney movie that they've released. Yeah, I would say that's okay. Um, it's just absolutely, I feel like this, there's a probably two, like, like two and three most watched, uh, like, you know, or, or, you know, 90s movies. So, you know, working on most watched stuff or whatever. But yeah, this one's probably absolutely my most watched one. And this, I, this, love it. I love it so this, much. This is not the movie I thought would knock off Fantasia for you. Yeah, I. It's, it's but you probably you molded over, didn't you? Yeah, it didn't. I knew sort of going into this when we started ranking them. I was like, I'm gonna get the Jungle Book, and I'm gonna have to make a decision if I really do think it's my favorite or not. And yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. because I, I love it. Because best is subjective, but favorite yeah. is yeah. It's like and, and it's, that's, it, it's amazing. And that's what these lists mostly are. I mean, we're not yeah. trying to actually say because there's going to be two different lists regardless. We just want to know what our favorites are. Yeah. But, um, uh, it holds up, man. This movie is evergreen. Yes. Uh, the music is great and will stay great forever. Like, even when they went to the remake, they just remade the movie. Like, they didn't even try to really add too much new stuff to it other than the ending. Like, it's different, but... Yeah, like, it's the fact that they've made, like, weird sequels and like a lot lot, they've made like maybe one good live action adaption of it yeah and it's got a it's got a weird like it got a weird history after the fact and it hasn't tarnished the movie itself at all not at all yeah yeah so yeah and and, you know it it helps when it has things where it's like as we were talking like the video game really helps sort of like keep it in your mind's eye all times like it was a As game owned. And like likely like in most cases like someone like me yeah you, know, you still own or whatever so yeah i do and and like and also we both lo- love tailspin yes which is directly and, influenced by this movie yeah it's absolutely like, tailspin was a major part of like you know the disney afternoon and you'll see things like you know there weren't very many this is one <clears> of the only ones where it's like directly influenced by a Disney movie as opposed to some of the other, like Chip and Dale is only va- like the characters are just taken or Darkwing Duck isn't even really it's just like in universe of pre-existing Disney stuff right <laughs> and um, but like yeah but this one is like it's very clearly this is like alternate reality jungle book so it's I don't know that's even alternate reality you just could be like you just assume like you know you blue you just assume that in the, in the world of the Jungle Book, that Blue was Blue, and all of the animals left the jungle to create their own society and airplane company. Yes. <laughs> well, not all the animals, JJ, but Garrett wasn't on the show. <laughs> you think? You think since you know, and there's no man in. <laughs> no, there's no man. 
Like, because because if there was, like, Mowgli would absolutely have like made it like his Frasier style appearance. Like, and here's like here's the episode of Frasier with Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because as we as, as we discuss, I don't know if we mentioned this off air or on, but it was Cheers. Yeah, it was Cheers to the point where like, the person fine. who buys his cup buys Blue's company his name is Rebecca. Yes, um, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's cheers. There's a bar in it. It all works. <laughs> if only if, and now, if only Blue were a retired baseball player, we'd be all right. Yeah. Or uh, I guess that make what would that make? Uh, what would that make? Kit Woody. Kit would be Woody. Louie is um, coach. <laughs> Louis, yeah, yeah, he's probably coach. Yeah, I, I know yeah. what Don Carnage would be. <laughs> Wiley yeah. Kit, Wiley Kit would be. Uh, he'd probably be Cliff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's our Cheers cast for you yeah. all. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, so we've got uh, boy howdy, uh, we're gonna be really getting into the thick of it with Disney stuff these days. Because uh, <laughs> what do we have coming up? What's the next one? I always forget what comes out after uh, Jungle Book. <laughs> so because Jungle Book is so good. That <laughs> it just like it just stops there. It's oh, like a- yeah. It's the Aristocats. Cool. So next week is the Aristocats, which is more Phil Harris. More Phil Harris, another Wolfgang Reitherman film. Um, we're, we're everything's Wolfgang Reitherman for like uh, for like the next like you know until the eighties. Everything's a Wolfgang Reitherman movie. So, um, so yeah, Aristocats next week, volume twenty. Nice round number. Our scales but, arpeggios. <laughs> But until then, I want to thank you all for joining us again. Uh, it's been exciting to talk about the Jungle Book. Uh, been looking forward to this one since day one. So yay! Uh, yeah, it's one we both love. So yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah. yeah, both of us. It's our number one for both of us for now. For now. <laughs> and but um, but again, thank you for joining us. Uh, join us again next week, and have a magical day. Bye.